0: It's Wednesday, May twenty fifth, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Asset Management, Bill Mann. That's true. From Income Investor, James Early, and from Motley Fool Options, Jim Gillies. Guys, good to see you. Hi, Chris. Good to see you, Chris. We've got a new e-reader from Barnes and Noble, earnings from Costco, and news about an unexpected competitive advantage from Apple. But before we begin, guys, uh, we have to say a word about Mark Haynes, the uh, longtime anchor at CNBC, who uh, died unexpectedly at the age of 65. Um, obviously, our condolences go out to uh, his family, his friends, and uh, his colleagues, and certainly folks that we've worked with at CNBC over the years. Um, Bill Mann? Bill Mann? Uh, I mean, this is a guy we've been watching for for fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, I
1: mean, he was uh, he was one of the first employees at CNBC when they merged with, I guess it was FNN, mm-hmm. uh, twenty five years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's he'd been at it a long time, and um, yeah, it was he, you know for me having having grown up with you know with 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 CNBC. I mean, he really had been you know part of my morning for a long time, and he was the guy on on that show who I really appreciated the most because. You didn't you felt like you were getting a little bit of context with him. He was you know, he was willing to he was willing to call people stupid, basically. You yeah, know, and, and you just don't you you don't see that a lot in you know in financial te- you know, in, in financial television, you know, where, you know, people seem to be cheering for the home team and he you know, he he really wasn't and uh uh I mean he was uh he was he, he was a he he was a pleasure to watch and uh, yeah I'm very you know was shocked and 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 sad this morning to to hear the news
0: yeah definitely someone that we are going to miss all right let's move on to our news uh, let's start with uh, what is turning out to be an interesting week for Barnes and Noble the company introduced a new touchscreen version of its Nook e-reader it's smaller and cheaper than older versions of the Nook it's is made it out called, of paper <laughs> it's called the Nookie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this comes as the company... Uh, This comes at a time when the company is weighing a $1 billion offer to be acquired by Liberty Media. Uh, Jim Gillies, let's start with the new Nook. Um, Is this gadget going to help them cut into the market share that Amazon's Kindle has? Can I say dead company walking?
2: (laughs) I mean, no, absolutely not. Kindle is the brand. It's the reader. And the thing is, Amazon has so many other Ways they can hook you in and bring you in and like selling
1: books. Well, uh, unlike Barnes and Noble, you know,
2: Barnes, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, 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 don't, I don't, uh, I don't see this is going to move the needle at all for Barnes and Noble, and I'm kind of shocked that they want to hang their hat on that.
0: They, they kind of don't have any other move, though, do they? I mean, well, isn't? I mean, if you're Barnes and Noble, do, do I mean you almost have no choice than to go this route? Do you? Yeah, James. Yeah, I mean,
3: I agree with Jim. It's although the. I think it was the CEO of Barnes & Noble says 25% market share already, but it's kind of yeah. like dating. You know, when you're the little guy without a lot of cash, just making, being a little bit smaller, a little bit cheaper is not going to cut it. I mean, <laughs> it's a really tough game to play. Wow. And Amazon can just
0: knock them out of the water. <laughs> it's kind of like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Replay the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Bill, what do you think?
1: I, you know, I think, that's first of all, do you all know anyone who owns a Nook? No, I, I, I didn't twi- know it
2: existed until this new story. This
1: twenty—well, you're from Canada. Oh. The, this <laughs> this twenty-five percent market share. I, I, where? I mean, where are they? I, that, that's kind of a... within the company. Yeah, a, yeah. a fabulous number to me, and I mean, in the classic definition of fabulous, in that I don't believe it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else they would do, though. I mean, they have a—they—they they, they have a huge um, presence, you know, in the bricks and mortar, and yeah. they're just getting—they're getting killed. I mean. So if this works, great. I, I think it probably will work better than doing nothing. Is, so I, I, I'm, I'm a little more sanguine about it, I think, but not very. Is it, a, is it a sign
0: of, of what shape Barnes & Noble is in that the offer, the $1 billion offer that Liberty Media has made, is actually less than Barnes & Noble's market cap? I mean, that's not a good sign.
1: No. I, I mean, yeah, I, you don't see it very often, but usually when you do uh, – the company that is the company that is being bid at is running out of options
0: and you know I think that's probably what's yeah, you know, when, what's when going you on see here. that
2: there's a reason
0: yeah so since we are gearing up for summer and we're talking about books do you have a, a book recommendation for me do you have a, a, a good beach read Jim would this be the time where I reveal that I bought my
2: uh, long-term friend who's shall we say Dated around like James's uh, analogy for dating. I I I, uh, I bought her the book "Marry Him: The Case for Settling for Mr. Good Enough." So just kind of you know wow. push her
0: down the road. How did that go over with her? Uh, yeah,
2: I, she was underimpressed. You are you are a charmer. You're yeah, you're, <laughs> you're a smooth operator. I tell
3: you, they love advice. Yeah?
0: James, you got a book? Um,
3: Forest Forensics. Chris is a pretty interesting <laughs> book. <Teases Or> <laughs> Read the forested landscape. You can see like what types of crops may have been planted there, how the land was used by by the pillows and and cushion basically. When a tree falls over, you leaves this depression. You can sort of put these all together. It's actually pretty interesting.
0: No, I'm looking. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm looking for beach reads. I'm not looking for a book to put me to help me sleep at night. Well, it's a <laughs> lot of pictures. So I didn't see <laughs> that. I, I didn't see that. One, I though. appreciate that, Bill. I,
1: the uh, the Bethany McLean book, "All the Devils Are Here, mm, is, yep, yep. is 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 fabulous about and the financial crisis. About the financial crisis, and it, it is. It, it really is. It's a fabulous read. I hate to go, you know, you guys are trying to get people married off, and you're talking about wood, I guess. I, you know, I read business books, and I think that's, you know.
0: <laughs> Costco reported earnings with a higher quarterly profit and same-store sales up 12%. That's good. Bill Man, the stock is essentially flat today. Is is the good news just priced into Costco's stock?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I— uh, it it always amazes me how people you know just focus such on the on, on the short term with uh, with 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 these companies. So Costco, you know, Costco is a you know is, it's an interesting name because they don't have a whole lot of shopkeeping units. So depending on the mix of what they're selling in any in any quarter, you know, that just it, it it just could be different from you know what it was a year ago. And that company's fine. I mean, it's, it, it is it is one of my favorite companies ever. James, I've got an angle that I'm gonna. Propose and then
3: deflate. Um, well, let me say first of all, on the on the positive, Costco sort of represents. They need to mind, sell more wood exactly, books. <laughs> the evolution of retail. Retail began with individual bricks and mortar stores. Then we've got to Walmart, put everything in one big store. Then you said, wait a minute, we can have Amazon.com. You don't have to even drive to Walmart. But then, what if you don't want your UPS driver leaving your big boxes of of Metamucil and toilet paper on your, your doorsteps? You go to Costco. Um, <laughs> and it makes sense for that sort of thing. Um, but but in in these most recent results, the international. Is, is the strongest. And to me, that's intriguing because at first I pictured some, you know, big family in, in, lots in of the third world. world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, because those are the people who really make use of Costco, but international is actually two-thirds Canada. And international is actually uh, 25% of sales, but it's, almost, it's more than a third of their operating profits. So it's very, very profitable. And it's just mm-hmm. intriguing to me that Canada is, is such a powerhouse there.
2: Jim? We, we like our Costco. And, and the crazy thing is, it was it Sam's Club was the Walmart uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Sam's Club in, in Canada is gone. Like, well, just gone. They've they, exited they, the country? They shut them all. Part of and, the problem in Canada
1: is that you can't leave the house from November until May because of the snow, yeah. so you'd better stock up. And
2: Well, you know, <laughs> know it, than- it does help to have three or four gallons of mustard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, we have talked in the past when we talk about Costco and its competitors, obviously Walmart, uh, Target gets mentioned, um, B.J.'s Wholesale. Um, over the last five years, the best-performing stock of those four is actually B.J.'s Wholesale. Yeah. Um, over the next five years, if you had to bet on one of those four stocks, Bill, what would you bet on?
1: I'd bet Costco, actually.
0: I mean, I really would. I think B.J.'s is
1: probably... B.J.'s, over the period of time... You know, One thing about that statistic is that B.J.'s has been rumored to be up for sale for about four of the five years, so... <laughs> That um, helps. Yeah, so I I would expect that BJ's, in one way or another, will not be you know will will not be here five years from now. But I'm going to go Costco,
2: Jim. I'm going to say Costco as well. They, you just look at their operating metrics. You look how they're doing. Look at how awesome Canada is. You know.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I don't know that anyone was saying that before, but uh,
3: James? Yeah, I'm going to check it out and, and, and take a, a risk-adjusted risk response to the Ooh. question and say Walmart, because Walmart is basically trading at where it was 10 years ago. Obviously, it was overpriced then, mm-hmm. but I think it's a little bit underpriced now. So it might not go as high as Costco, but I think on a risk-adjusted basis, it's a stronger. With investment.
1: hundreds of millions of fewer shares than it had a decade ago, too. I yeah, mean, That's great. yeah.
0: And finally, according to a BBC documentary, the brains of Apple fans respond to Apple products the way that the brains of very religious people respond to their faith. Uh, James Early, I know you've got a lot of Apple products in your home. I, I mean, we've talked in the past about <laughs> Apple fanatics. Um, what do you think? Let me, of this? let me correct
3: one piece of information, Chris. I, I believe it was just one guy. The BBC tested in no. their MRI machine, and his brain did, in fact, respond like a religious fanatic no, no. did. It's um, not surprising. And, and then they anecdotally cited the, the people jumping up and down at the stores, and and I, I've seen that too. I've not been there to do that, but uh, <laughs> it's it's just today. It's a brand, and, and, and people. Uh, neuroscientists know that we function sort of gets a product in the ballpark, but we don't buy ultimately because the function we buy because we like we want to assume a certain identity or we believe something fits with who we are as a person. And Apple really sells that better mm-hmm. than probably any other brand. Other other companies do a good job, but Apple just knocks it out of the park. So good for them.
0: Are there other companies, Bill, that you think of that fit in this category of just great allegiance and excitement from the from the fans? Oh yeah, Coach. I coach? Mean, coach, absolutely. Motley I mean, Fool. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> the more public, right. public. Harley Cor- Davidson.
1: Corrections Corp. <laughs> Harley for Davidson? For people who love to go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Corrections so Corp. No, uh, yeah, coach, I mean, definitively. I mean, you know, the women and handbags and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of religious. Harley Davidson? Sure. Yeah, if you don't want a handbag, I guess you might as well get <laughs> yeah. a voter's get a hog. No, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean the way that they, you know, the 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 way that their fans, you know, relate to the company is Jim? Much so much I'm
2: going to say Tim Hortons, which uh for for Americans, perhaps uh, less familiar with it, uh, it's basically the largest coffee chain in Canada. There are, I think, legally mandated. There's something like seven on every city block. Uh, <laughs> I think I actually went to one. In all seriousness, in Fort Erie, Ontario, just across the border, there is one. There's one stretch where there were three Tim Hortons within 500 meters of each other.
1: And, and, wait, and what are these meters? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like,
2: uh, you know, a third of a mile. Welcome yeah. to America. Yeah, no, don't, no, like, please don't throw the metric system at sorry. us. You know, but it, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, they're just wildly popular. And it, it seems Canadians can't get enough of these things. It's like the number one or number two brand consistently in Canada. do you it, like the, it yourself. I actually loathe it.
3: What? Loathe it. What what's it's like sub- a Dunkin' Donuts here?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, is it is it, it the coffee that's so good? Is it the, do they have donuts or other pastries? Or they anything? they
2: have coffee, donuts, they have subpar sandwiches. Um, all the food groups. All, all the food <laughs> groups. I mean, look, it, it's it's it does really really well for itself, um, but it's it, I, I'm not
0: a fan of the flavor of the coffee. You know, we do have listeners uh, to Market Foolery in Canada. I, I've and, heard that, and I've occasionally uh, listened to. I'm just wondering thought. now if they're going to let you back over the border back into Canada when they hear about how you've come to America to trash <laughs> to trash the America. number one. Unbeloved brand of Tim yeah. Hortons. Eh. All right, Tim Gillies, James Early, Bill Mann, guys, thanks for being here. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
2: What was that dating analogy again? <laughs> I towed the line a little. <laughs> <laughs> line, <What>? <laughs> <laughs> can open worms
0: everywhere. That's right. There was a line. <laughs> wood, wood books. Well, the,
3: the, the, the analogy was uh, so like the big the headline is uh, Barnes and Noble puts out smaller, cheaper device. Right. Uh, so it's like if you're dating, you know, and you're the little guy, being a little smaller and a little cheaper is not going to cut it. Because <laughs> not, we should take out the dating part and then just. You you could probably have a... I don't think there's there's, there's a
2: way that you're going to dig yourself out of (laughs) that. Wow. (laughs) What was that wood book again?
0: (laughs) 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 What was was the wood wood book again? (laughs) Forest forensics.